there's bias and prejudice and racism, right? Understanding that doesn't mean that you have to look through that lens, but also when you see it, you can't just like, like you just thought, just let it happen. Yeah. Hey everybody, how are we doing? Taking care of our health? Nice. All right. So in this episode, I talk with Jermaine Shapiro. He is a local realtor, investor, marketer, who is also the host of his very own podcast, the Ask Shapiro podcast. So make sure you guys go and check that out. Um, today, we just kind of sat down. I wanted to hear his thoughts on current events. And he does go over uh, his amazing philosophy on how he wants to raise his kids in today's environment that will prepare them for success in the future. So... You know, let's let's get straight to it. Everyone, put your hands together for the great Jermaine Shapiro. Love is love. Love is love. Adi- no. So I'm here with Jermaine Shapiro, and he's got his own podcast. That everyone yes. should check out as well. The Ask Shapiro Podcast. The Ask Shapiro Podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Um, but yeah, so we met here at Blend, which uh, this podcast is sponsored by Blend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Both both podcasts sponsored by Blend, and I and I think we have a mutual connection. And it's mm-hmm. crazy how I'm just talking about Blend a little bit. How it's it's connecting people already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just in its infancy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, obviously I've heard of you. I've, 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 we're both realtors, so I've heard of you, and we've uh, you know been in the industry together, but I've never actually met you. Yeah. So the fact that Blend is actually blending people together yeah. already from the onset is is a testament to who who the owners are. You know? Yeah. And I don't know about you, but you know how like when you're an agent and some people are like, oh, well, you should meet this person because you'll get yeah, along. You yeah, should. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has actually told me for about a year now, like, oh, you got to hit up Jermaine. Real nice. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. He told me that. I'm like, oh, okay, I will. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. I sometimes don't get around to it or sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, not like lazy, but I'm like, oh, I'm just going to randomly reach out to this dude. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, you want to yeah. hang out? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm giving you a free invitation. Anytime you want to come sit on the yeah. podcast, uh, anytime you want to come in and check it out and, and hang out, um, I'm, I'm, you're more than welcome, man. Because um, that's what we're about. On For me as a person, that's what I'm about. But more so, our podcast, we're about connecting people with purposes and, and creating free thinkers. And we want mm-hmm. to be able to um, have an environment where there's, I can have somebody else that's yeah. doing the same exact thing. And collaborate and talk and and, and, and and invest in each other, man. Because that's I think that's a lost art. Well, I love the collaboration aspect too, because there's like things that I don't know about, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and like things that like I can learn from you. Mm-hmm. I don't know, vice versa, think, no, vice versa, you man. know. But yeah. it's like things you can just learn from other yeah. people of like how they they do it. So yeah. I'm like, I think from you is like just looking at how your setup was done, mm-hmm. how you guys do it. You're yeah. teaching me about After Effects the other mm-hmm. day. Yep, absolutely. You know. I think, man, I think like like we were talking about before the other day and kind of what sparked this whole entire conversation was, you know, we were, we were randomly just talking about current events. I think because it's weighing heavy on a lot of people's hearts and minds and, and, and how to either navigate it or how to bring up the conversation. Some some people are even apprehensive to even talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah. You know I mean, some people are also on the other side where they're very yeah, vocal, vocal, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I don't think either way is bad. I I'm getting kind of tired of this culture of shaming people into yes. talking. Yes, yes. Which, like, like my buddy Kelly and I bust the chops. I, I, I only bust the chops because I, because I love him. He knows that I'm just joking, but you know, he, he's trying to formulate his thoughts. He's really trying to yeah. figure out, and and work through his, his thoughts of it all, and which I respect because he's not just hastily just going out and speaking. Yeah. You know, he's really formulating his thoughts. So the topic we're talking about right now is is the whole social justice, the Freddie George. George Floyd, I'm sorry, George Floyd, mm-hmm. and all the different situations that have happened, and, and as a culture, how do we 
move past it? How do we talk about it? How do we find a solution? Or even just understanding where people are from? Yeah. Or how do we just like navigate it? In yeah. General? I mean, I just, and I think I think like people like Trisha, yeah, in, over here in the background, yeah, <laughs> are, are 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 people that you know believe the same way we do. We're all created equal. Yeah. And how can we get everybody to that point? You know, um, I think that's well. I think it also for you it puts you specifically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a different. Yeah. Um, what, what am I trying to say? in kind of a different stance than most mm-hmm. people would either maybe expect yep. of you or, Absolutely. you know. And, you're right, and, but that's what frustrates me the most is like, just by what I look like, you're assuming that I automatically think this way, right? Yeah. And that's what's wrong with the country. And, 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 and it was both, it's both sides too. Yeah, I agree. It was it's both sides side. assuming that you would exactly. think a certain way it's, because you you said you're Jewish, right? I'm Russian, Polish, Indian, Spanish, and black. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, so looking at the whole gambit of what I am and what my ethnicity is, and the biggest—I was having a conversation this morning. The biggest problem I have is we have a problem called race because it was introduced. Race mm-hmm. isn't that the same thing as ethnicity? Yeah, honestly, I have—I have no clue anymore with like how it just, it just, w- with like what words I'm supposed to use for what anymore. Right? You know, race is one thing, but now it's not. But now it's ethnicity. But now, yeah. but, and the one term that makes me very uncomfortable. Uh, recently not recently but in the past few years yeah, has yeah. been the the people of color thing because to me growing up to me growing up i was taught that that was a very big no-no yeah. thing was to call Absolutely. someone a colored person that was like your great grandfather mm-hmm. from the you know absolutely from the mountains <laughs> who still refer to them as colored people yeah but then now yes, it's yes, like yes. a thing you're supposed to say i'm like i, I was taught this was the wrong yes, thing to say yes 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 but see, but then every every culture, and see, I think I think that's what it is, man. Mm-hmm. I think it's a culture thing. Yeah. So, you're Filipino. Yeah. Your Filipino culture has its different sets of norms, morals, values, etc., code of ethics, what have you. Mm-hmm. Every culture has its own identity, right? Yeah. I think more so it's that than what people say is race. Yeah. See, what what people see as culture, they just see the demographic that makes up that culture mm-hmm. and puts that puts them in that box like if you look at whenever you apply for an application for anything yeah it says race and ethnicity in my personal opinion it should be nationality mm. and ethnicity like where you're born where your citizenship is yeah. just for taxes like exactly <laughs> so nationality i'm american mm-hmm. no, no application asks if you're american or not yeah they ask if you're a legal alien yeah mm-hmm. but they don't ask if you're american yeah that is true and then there's so many different boxes for you to pick it's mm-hmm. like well, yep. What do you identify more as, yep. or what are you? What are this? Are mm-hmm. you Hispanic or are you Latino? Exactly. Are you Asian? No, are you Pacific Islander? Mm-hmm. Are you Polynesian? No, mm-hmm. are you Samoan? And yeah, it's yeah. like things that you thought would mix together, but now they're not anymore. Exactly. I feel like we've actually created more separation, more separation. And I don't know if it's good or bad because, you know, I, I growing up, I always identified as asian until yeah. the term pacific islander came yeah. i would say it came out but until it was brought more to light when mm-hmm. i was in like middle school and then like oh well you're actually a pacific islander and i was like oh okay i'm pacific islander yeah but my mom does a lot of things china my grandfather's yeah. chinese does you yeah. know like she, they do all these things and i'm like so i don't know what I, yeah, yeah. does it even matter at this point we're like this re- eastern region yeah, yeah, of the yeah, world yeah. is what my family but but see that that right there in itself is See, some people will see the divide, mm-hmm. but what you just explained right there is culture blending even more and more and more, right? Mm-hmm. So why can't we stick to that narrative and stick to that mindset of in 10, 20 years, 
it's going to be even more blended than what it is now. Yeah. The, the lines are going to be even more blurred. So why are we staying and sticking to this mindset of I have to label myself as white, black, or indifferent? Mm -hmm. Like, at the end of the day, we're all humans. And um, yesterday, not yesterday, today, Monday, we talked. Like, I had a huge problem with generational conditioning. That's right, because we talked about yeah. the yeah. So you you feel in a certain aspect mm -hmm. one of the solutions is to just raise a better generation. Correct. We may not be able to fix all this while Correct. we're alive, but <clears throat> if we can continue to raise a better generation after the next yes. and then yes. do better than we did with them. Yep, yep. So generational conditioning, and we had a podcast on it, and I think we learn a lot in the formidable years of our, our, our youth from our parents, norms, social norms, do's and don'ts, morals and values, or lack thereof. Um, mm -hmm. And I think we have a responsibility as parents, if you're a parent or not, or even just if you're plugged into somebody's life, we have a responsibility to teach kids to love people for who they are, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, so the, the whole thing came up because people were asking me if I have, I've had the black talk with my kids. Mind you, my wife's Puerto Rican. Yeah. Um, her family's from Puerto Rico. She's a first generation, uh, second generation Puerto Rican, mm -hmm. uh, American rather. And I am a whole cornucopia of things like I talked about. I've never talked to my kids and let them see what, what, what ethnicity was or race was. I see them, I have to talk with them about, hey, this is how you not be a knucklehead. Respect yeah. authority, be a decent human being, uh, show some self-worth and some, and, and some self-decency and try to be a productive member of society where you have a, a, a ability to influence others. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Nothing about because I'm black or what have you, that has never ever come across as a, as a conversation with my kids. And it, it bothers me that you you can take the innocence away from someone by having a conversation at five, six, seven years old. Now, did, did you ever have that conversation growing up? So they, that was never brought up to you? No, no. My dad, like I said, my dad's half white, half black. My mom's uh, half black, half uh, Mexican and Indian. Mm -hmm. But we've never had that, hey, you're black, so you need to, no, no. My dad said, you're a knucklehead, I'm going to knock this out of head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it didn't matter what I look like or what the other person looked like at all. I was, you're a knucklehead, you know. And I think there's a big identity issue. And more, what do you well, think? I think, I think the identity issue is like, it's so hard to identify as just an American. Because even in a country as small as, say... England, mm -hmm. or we'll, we'll use the UK. Mm -hmm. North, northern and southern people from the UK are yeah. different. Yeah, and that's a small, you know, kind of island. Yeah, you include the US. I think we all want to identify as Americans, but you bring an American from Louisiana yeah, and put them yeah. put them in the same room together and tell them to get along with the American from you know Western Washington yeah. in the mountains by the ocean. I get that. Then it's like, what is America? And, yeah. and that might be America. America. American is like you can be whatever true that's very true you know but see i think so what do you do when you're trying to curb a narrative right yeah so like i think it's all right well we know these issues are wrong we know that these, these there's issues systemically that were, that have been created by the government to find ways of categorizing people so they know what demographic of people are receiving and, and getting you know social services um, and so the Census Bureau can and have more demographic demographic studies mm -hmm. uh, to be able to provide businesses with information that they need to be able to affect their customers. Yeah. So I'm not naive to the fact of why these things are in place, but my thing is like, just because those things are in place doesn't mean I have to identify my thing myself with those things. 
Because mm-hmm. to be honest with you, throughout my whole entire life, I've never experienced racism from other, anyone else other than a black person. Mm-hmm. Which is sad to say, because I've been in rooms with, I shot 35, 40 Jewish weddings a year. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to work for the Philip Eagles, and I sat down with uh, Jeffrey Lurie. I sat down with, you know, the owner of the, the, the Redskins, the owner of the Jets. Mm-hmm. At, at the end of the day, it's what have you done for me lately? Yeah. And, and even in real estate. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> I sold 55 homes last year. I didn't have any problem. I did not have one person not work with me because of the color of my skin. Yeah. I did not have anybody look at me any differently. Mm-hmm. You know, so my question to you is like, on, on your end, when you see things, and, and you, we talked a little bit about how you grew up, but um, my thing is for you, what do you see? What is your lens you're looking through? What do you see out there in, in, in the public as far as um, how people are treated, perceived, and, and enhanced? I think for me, I come from it, from just a little bit of a different angle, just because I've seen when I were you military no, or, no. okay so when I joined the military I was exposed obviously to a lot of you know mm. cultures everyone yeah. comes together from all over the United Correct. States sometimes different countries and you get shoved together and mm. it is you know this big mix of everyone no yeah. one no one thinks the same and that's you know the beauty of it. eventually you guys all get on the mm. same page from different backgrounds um, but I think for me I was <laughs> then exposed to like I had a roommate at a time who said some actually he was saying words i didn't even understand and he was like i knew he was referring to people and i was like what are you what do you what do you mean what are you referring to and he's like oh he's like well that's just what we call black and i was like then i thought i was like oh that's to me i was like well that's horrible and to me i think for a while i was like you know i don't want to think racism is a big thing or a big deal but then i started seeing in private one-on-ones or like in rooms where the demographic was mostly white where mm-hmm. they would say these words or certain things in reference and i was like okay because they wouldn't say it in front of some of our other yeah yeah correct. marines but then they would say it in certain aspects and i was like okay so maybe i think for me it changed because i was like you know i didn't grow up hearing it no one no one ever said any of these terms any of these words this was not a a thing you were even allowed correct. to say yeah yeah but then i think my mindset changed when i was like oh this is maybe where some people are coming from because now I'm seeing it. I'm seeing when they're in private, they're going to say these things. Yeah, but yeah. when they're face-to-face, they act normal. Because they don't want to be the backlash. They don't, yeah, they don't want to get the backlash. But in yeah. private, they would refer to them as these things. And I'm like, hey, guys, I don't think that's right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, coming from, you know, what probably the most stereotypical California kid there yeah, is. Yeah, you know, yeah. the uh, kind of, I don't want to say sheltered in a way, but I was a little sheltered. And, um, <clears throat> uh I was just sheltered from those terms and yeah. the fact that people viewed other things like that or said things. And I was like, all right, so there's there's something else here. So, I mean, what do you, how do you feel about, so, I mean, I obviously I know the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's never been, never that's never been said to me in face of my face and they could they could have done it behind my back, what have you. I've never been treated or presented that way. How they feel in the, in the dark, I don't, do you think people are putting too much weight? Now, there's a difference between physically being treated and and hurt and mm-hmm. killed because of that however painting a broad brush across everybody how do you th- what do you think that people how do you think people should react to if someone treats them or, or presents themselves as as something that they know they're not but they're being put into a box as far as a stereotype yeah so like how they like if they get overtly treated, yeah 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 yeah. Over- overtly, yeah see and that's the thing i don't I don't really know, you yeah. know, like how, 
Like, for instance, <clears throat> group of friends, whatever, and we were all getting into, like, a heated argument around the smoke pit together. Yeah. One of our friends, he's also like me, half Filipino, half white, but he looks more Filipino yeah. than white. And one of our one of our Marines got so angry, and he was just like, you said you allow cussing on your podcast, yeah, too? Yeah, yeah. So he's like, he's like, shut the fuck up, chink. And I was like, yeah. everyone just stopped and was like, what the fuck? And our yeah. other friend was like baffled, like, what did you just say? Yeah, he's like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. And so we were like, Hey, dude, it's time for you to get up and go. Yeah, 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 yeah Like, yeah, yeah. it's time for it's you time, to... Time, time for you to roll out. It's time way for you to roll out. But I think, I think when it does happen, I mean, I don't know if anyone's truly prepared for it. So how do you react? Do you just react instinctually? Do you just let it go? But then you get shamed. But if you're like, well, you can't just let it yeah, go, yeah, then you yeah. get shamed for it. But it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? I'm, I'm not going to hurt this person. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, do anything yeah. bad to them because that just makes it worse. Oh what, I'm gonna expose and cancel them, yeah. which is the culture right now. It's like I think I think you address it when it happens. Yeah. But don't look at the next person and thinking hey, they're gonna do it. Yeah. That's my biggest thing. It's like so you gotta treat each individual, everybody as a whole, treat each individual with a clean slate. Yeah. Unless they That's give good. you a reason to treat them ever otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't give me a reason to treat you any other way because you, you've been good and fine yeah then i have no reason to, to think of you any other way mm-hmm. now if you treat me differently until we have a conversation and we hash it out i'm going to think of you as this way yeah so i don't live life how can i say this the right way i don't live life wishing someone would say something to me like that yeah you, you know don't wish mean? for the confrontation you yeah. don't wish for the conflict i don't wish for it at all I hope that I hope that everyone has the same heart as I do. I know they don't, mm-hmm. but I don't actually say, "All right, well, I'm driving driving in a nice car." If somebody gives me a look like, oh, "It's because I'm black," and you don't think I belong in this car. My mind is, I think, and that's what's happening. Everything is looking through a racial lens when it's not that way. If anything, it's talk. Because the whole analogy of you see kids in the playground mm-hmm. at three, four, five years old, mm-hmm. they can care less. Yeah. Their parents are telling them what could and can't. Because as soon as the same same day that Jackie and, 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 and Jenny are on the playground and Jackie actually pushes Jenny down on the playground, somebody's going to say, oh, it's because race. Yeah. The kids are like, oh, well, she took my spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can care less than anything else. I don't care what you look like. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So I think we teach the kids societally. Oh, de- most definitely. You know I mean? so yeah, I, I think that's where it has to start, though. That's where the correction has to start. Start, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I say I never, I never had the black talk with my kids. I had yeah. the being a decent human being talk with my kids. Because you don't want them as soon as the conflict starts to instantly try and shift it from mm-hmm. maybe either I did something wrong or maybe there's just bad mm-hmm. people in the world who won't yep. like me. You didn't want them to instantly go into the mindset of like, well, it's because I look different. So, so so what does that do though? If you get a mindset, I don't know. If, if you had the mindset and you looked at the lens, you're automatically creating a failsafe where as if I've never done anything wrong. That's a good point. Because if you always got someone to blame, you ain't you're never at fault. That's true. So if it's because I failed because of this, I didn't get this job because of that. Yeah. I didn't I didn't get I didn't do this because of that. So there's always a reason. Mm-hmm. There's always a reason, and I think. Sometimes we got to introspectively look first. All right, well, did I do anything to make them feel that way? And then if I search myself, I can't find anything. Mm. And then I say, then I have a conversation with the person. I think that's what people are afraid to do as well. It's like, if you're treated differently and you can't see it, that you did it, hey, 
why do you treat me like that? Well, I think I think it's funny you mentioned that because growing up, my mom is very typical, yeah. very, very blunt, very yeah. to the point. Yeah. And sometimes she can come off as rude. And she would do that sometimes to people who are working in stores and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then they wouldn't, you know, they, they get defensive and stuff like that. But then my mom <laughs> would sometimes leave the store mad. And she'd be like, ah, oh, they're just fucking racist because I'm Asian. <laughs> and I'd be like, mom. I get upset too because you talk to me that way at home. I... Uh, <laughs> that's funny. That's hilarious. I have a true story. Mm. A friend of mine from Okinawa, she's Korean. Her whole family's Korean. She has six kids. They were looking for they're looking for a church to go to. And um search and search and search. They went to one specific church. They said, Hey guys, uh man, you guys should really go to the Korean church. Mm-hmm. Have a whole Korean church for you got. And like she's like, she was baffled. She turned around and walked out of the building. She's like, why would they assume that I want to go to a Korean church? Because I'm Korean? Oh. Uh, like, not not ever thinking that I've lived in America my whole entire life. They're from California. Yeah. I live in California. Uh, they're military. He's a chaplain. My whole entire life, she said. So knowing that it still exists, I think, we are yelling a lot for some reason. We're yelling a lot. I don't know why. But uh, I think that... Uh, that, that that avocado thing I got, man. Ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna go night night. Um, but I think we gotta first recognize that there is racism, yeah, or bias, socially social bias, economic, whatever it is. There's bias and prejudice and racism, right? Understanding that doesn't mean that you have to look through that lens, but also when you see it, you can't just like, like you just thought, just let it happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but I'll be aware of it. Oh, it's almost like like in real estate, knowing that. We're in a floodplain. Mm-hmm. Knowing it, seeing it is not a threat because mm-hmm. it's not affecting me. Yeah. But when there's a flood, mm-hmm. you have to recognize it's a flood. Yeah. And then we make some precautions and not let that happen again. Mm-hmm. Right. So being that this is in the flood zone, I'm okay with the flood zone. Just like being that this racism, yeah, okay, it's fine. So you want to recognize it as a threat, but you don't want to stop. You don't want your kids yeah, yeah, yeah. and the next generation to let it stop them from trying to go after something, and you don't want them. Yep. To rely on it as an excuse to mm-hmm. not do something. Yep. I, I related to like this world is the the word this world is the water, mm-hmm. right? We're on a boat. Racism is in, in and around that water, but it doesn't steer my boat. Yeah. I still can navigate this whole entire world. Being in and around all this nonsense. Yeah. Because, but it's not it doesn't have the the, the, the power to steer my boat. Mm-hmm. It's not going to take me around that 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 pavilion there. I'm going to go from point A to point B as I want to. Now, there might be obstacles where I got to turn left and right, but that doesn't stop me from my in-game in, in spot. Mm. I think a lot, a lot of people use it as a crutch to make an excuse for not getting where again. When ultimately, if I fail, it's because I didn't mm. do what I needed to do to prepare myself. So what do you say to the people who are like, well, being born black in America, then from point A to point B, I would have more obstacles. Not true. More so where you come from in, in this where country. Where you come from is you'll have more obstacles. Because if you're in that school, it's, say for instance, point blank, where I was back home and finally where I was at, the per kid capital was, I think it was uh, $5,000. Yeah. You go over to uh, uh, Tom's River, New Jersey, and they got like $10,000 per kid per capita. But it goes by tax base, right? So yes, I didn't have the same opportunities as far as ways to learn, ways to, um, get things or, or things provided to me 
Tom's River did. But I, but I guarantee you, my personality, and again, I think I'm not a personality too on Will, my personality doesn't allow me to just sit in one place and be told that I can't do something, right? So just because I came from Vine doesn't mean I can't be in a better place or if not extremely better than the person that lives in Tom's River. Yeah. Just because you have the resources available to you, you still got to maximize them and use them. So everybody's got a library in the town. Everybody's got the same baseline resources, right? Mm -hmm. What they're getting extra is technology, books, and all this stuff. Yes, okay. But if you're a self-learner and you really want something, and you don't want to be handed something, you're willing to work for it. So no matter what you provide, like I would, I, I mean, I went to college. I didn't finish it because I couldn't afford it. I still went further in life than what most people would look at me and think I did, mm -hmm. right? Think I would rather. Um, is because I maximized the opportunities in front of me. Yeah. I didn't make a blame. Oh, I didn't get into this because of that. No, I didn't. No. I, I worked at an internship with Philadelphia Eagles for three and a half years. How I got that with people. I keep trying to explain to people is I called days per hour, the insider, Philadelphia insider for a whole, from, from September when I started school uh -huh. all the way to May, every single week, five days a week. Hey, I'm calling to see if you guys are interested. Hey, I'm calling to see if you guys are interested. Finally, when May came, I mean, I gotta, I gotta, he didn't even know what I looked like. Yeah. He said, Hey, I gotta, I gotta, you know, get you in there. You've been bugging me all, all year long. At least gotta hear what you gotta say. Went in there, showed him what I got. I had a class that day. Yeah. I skipped the class. I knew the opportunity. So I went and not only did I was get the internship, I got a paying job. Yeah. Doing media and doing some pre-game, post-game shows and everything else, like I was doing for the college. And I think that once more people grab a hold of the opportunities that are available to them, they'll be able to understand that they're all around. Mm -hmm. So it's not because I'm white, black, or indifferent. Because I'll be honest with you, he told me he interviewed four other people. Yeah. Now, I don't know what they look like or what have you, mm -hmm. but I guarantee you it was an eclectic mix. Mm -hmm. So it didn't matter. It's about what you bring to the table. Like, for instance, you're a realtor as well. If you can provide a, a solution and provide value to the client, yeah. no matter what you look like, they're going to hire you because people hire people. Yeah. I think the more, the more we get to understand that, I think the better off we'll do. And so do you feel like if maybe you were raised with or you were given the quote unquote mm -hmm. the black talk yeah. as we've been referring to it. Mm -hmm. Maybe you would have not say given up on things, but maybe your mindset would have been a little bit different. Extremely different. Or, I know that for a fact. Or do you feel like it would have been easier for do you feel like it makes it easier for them to maybe not like give up but just to be like, Well, okay, this isn't gonna happen for me because I've been told I'll get treated differently and I can't change that about them. I so, do think it's a limiting belief. Mm -hmm. I think it's a limiting belief. Like I said, you you have somebody to blame. Uh, I was I had a long conversation with my cousin this morning. Um, it's crazy. My grandmother used to adopt people. She adopted a lot of kids, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, she was one of them. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how we, although we're in the same family, we grew up totally different. And my grandmother did talk to them about black, being black. Mm -hmm. My grandmother did have have the black talk with them, and she now looks at things differently. She all she's a social worker. She understands, you know, she understands everything, but still looks at everything through a black lens. So now she doesn't blame people for what happens, but she also says, oh, well, they looked at me because they did this because I was black. They did this because, you know, I'm black. They didn't want to, I'm like, I said, honestly, I don't see that. Yeah. You're conditioned to perceive it that way. Mm -hmm. But at, at the core base of who we are, our perceptions shouldn't be that way. So I, I do a point for, it's something I learned, you know, when I was at Keller Williams called point for. Mm -hmm. 
your programming means your conditioning, your 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 societal influences, how you were brought up, is your conditioning, your programming affects your, your thoughts. Yeah. So your thoughts then <clears throat> affect your feelings, yeah. how you feel and how you perceive and how you get angry or happy or sad. And then your feelings affect your actions, right? And then your actions affect your results in every situation. So now your results then reshape your programming. Yeah. So now somebody that could have had my lens could have been, been been destroyed by somebody that did blatant racism to them. So now their point four is all jacked up. Mm-hmm. So now they're conditioning until otherwise changed, right? So we're results driven. So, so I, I related to Newton's law, object emotion stays emotion until mm-hmm. you know opposite force, whatever. So that point four is constantly evolving and changing as we grow, as we mature. But if we never allow a major component to change and shift, mm-hmm. then we're staying in the same cycle. Okay. You know what I mean? So for instance, like my buddy Kelly, you know, he's a, he's not afraid, but he's very cautious. <coughs> That's why he's taking his time to formulate his thoughts. Mm-hmm. Whereas me, I feel so strongly about how I feel because. Well, well, do you feel like this isn't the first time someone's maybe came to you or thought that your opinion was oh, not not what they either expected and or wanted out of you? Consistent, <coughs> always, mm-hmm. to the point where I stopped Facebook warring with people because it wasn't doing any help. Yeah, it, it turned into them calling me Uncle Tom, you know, uh, a porch monkey, or, 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 or I'm in the I'm in the house now instead of the field, mm-hmm. like just. It's like dumb. I don't get offended by those kind of things because yeah. it just shows me the level of education that they have, the level of ignorance. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think if we as people, we can look at it that way, uh-huh. we're less likely to blame or say, hey, listen, this person is doing this because of this. When, when the reality is they see you as a person that's not conforming to their culture. Yeah. But you look like them. So they're immediately confused, like you, like you told me, mm-hmm. like you didn't look like everybody in your culture, but you were. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I so, didn't look like my family, but there's no denying I am my family. I mean. Exactly. So I get it all the time, mm-hmm. and like I said, my mom disowned me, my brother, brother disowned me in the last situation, but I'm at peace about it because I I know that how can you deny the fact that I'm saying, hey, listen, let's not treat each other like we're separate. Let's treat each other equally. Is that what we're all fighting for? Is that what all isn't what that what equality is? Yeah, and I see where you're going. I'm trying. I'm trying to like formulate it into my own words yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. sound so dumb. But like, <clears throat> it goes both ways. Hundred percent. It goes both ways. 100%. You don't. Is that thunder or is that bomb? I uh, one of the two. I don't know anymore, dude. In this <laughs> town, in this town, jeez. And for people listening, we're doing it right at yeah, yeah. Blend on the river. Yeah. Uh, by the highway, and there's also military and everything all around. Great part about this town, but, um, but that's what great. That's what great about what we're doing right now. We're yeah. having real conversations, natural, yeah. n- not scripted. We didn't write anything down. Yeah, this is natural conversation, <clears throat> man. I don't take, I don't do any notes or no. take anything. Mm. I, I did pick up the thing you told me about of yeah. like writing it down, but mm. I also do that too because sometimes I'll let my other guests talk, and then I'm like, all right, let me write exactly. it down so that way I don't forget because then it'll come my turn. I'm like, I had something exactly, but not really. But for, <clears throat> but. Bring it back. It goes both ways. You're saying it goes both ways. And okay, sure, someone can treat me differently because of how I look yes. or how I sound or how I talk. Correct. But I shouldn't let myself also think that this is going to happen everywhere I go. Correct. I shouldn't get stuck in it. And if it right. happens, it happens, and just move on, recognize it, mm-hmm. move on with my life, 
but if I go through this bitter lens of <clears throat> I don't want to walk into this store because I know it's people who don't look yeah, like yeah, me yeah. are going to be in there then people how they're going to act too they're yeah. going to act differently I mean you also have to be accountable for how you present yourself man yeah like people say oh well that's me changing the conformity to you know a different culture it's like no mm-hmm. it's about being a different human you walk down the street with your, your underwear showing and you're, you're talking like you have no formal education mm-hmm. then listen let's just call it what it is you're not gonna you're not hireable you're not employable yeah so so am i the wrong person yeah or you just not willing to do what you need to do now granted there are situations where culturally or societally you didn't you weren't afforded the same opportunities to be able to get the same level or what was happening on the on, on the block or in the neighborhood that's all that was being taught yeah that's a real thing yeah you know uh, i've been to a south uh, i've been to five different mission trips i've been to other countries and you see the subcultures within those those countries and you see how people are, are are trained and taught and thought because that's all that the community knew yeah a river never exceeds a source mm-hmm. so you you can't get this river here can never go to the depths of depths of anything else bigger than what the source is coming from mm-hmm. so if that's all that the baseline is then yeah that's all it is but the one thing that people overseas <laughs> and they see all they see is american yeah i mean you've been overseas i mean they yeah. see american that's yeah it. You know? Yeah, um, I mean, they treated all the, every single one of us in our group looked completely different yeah. than the person next to them, and we were all treated like we were Americans, yeah. which sometimes wasn't the nicest, and other times it was like as if we were royalty, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that's where I have a tough time. When people call me insensitive, well, I don't know, and it's for me... You feel like they're coming from that because maybe on one end, they were given the talk that mm-hmm. we've already mentioned so many mm-hmm. times they see their life through that lens but do you think maybe they also just had a different experience growing up or or in their adulthood yes i agree or in their adulthood yeah because like, like my buddy my co-host kelly he grew up <clears> in, <throat> in northern virginia right by the mason dixon line he grew up in an area where there was, was predominantly african-american and uh he he was showed that hey listen his grandparents and great-grandparents and great-grandparents were actually slaves yeah so i understand that lineage and and how the family lineage but see people look at it two different ways well because those, those stories i feel like can get passed on very easily Correct. and when you're i think i see where you're getting it because it's kind of like me growing up my mom only told me stories about the philippines about yep. terrorists coming in about kidnappings yep. murders shootings people yep. throwing grenades in theaters you know, so my mom would sit in the back of the theaters in case yeah. someone came in and threw a grenade while they were watching a movie, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yep, yep. So I think, so I think what I was getting at is when you have people, kids, whatever it is you've been through and you pass those things down, you can have two different views on it. Yeah. Like the whole whole concept of tearing down statues and all that stuff. I had this conversation this morning and I understood where my cousin was coming from. She was saying that you know why have a statue? Uh, Germany doesn't have statues of Hitler mm-hmm. up there, and what have you? Because maybe they're ashamed of their history, <laughs> or what have you? I get that. I yeah. totally understand that. But we're not Germany. Yeah. Yeah, we had racism, we had slavery, but so did everybody else in the world, and people still do. So we abolish that, right? Yeah. Juneteenth. Juneteenth today. <laughs> today, right? Today, Juneteenth. Juneteenth. So why not celebrate the fact that we've come in so far? Yeah. So so you can look at life two different ways. 
you look at like, like life as woe is me, look what somebody did to me. Yeah. And you can say, or or you say, look what I've overcome, look what I've, what I've pushed past, look at the perseverance. That's what I tell my boys. Mm -hmm. So those monuments are reminders, hey boys, look, this is where our country was, look at where we're at. This is a horrible situation back then. This is horribly what happened, but our country was able to see it, recognize it, and move past it. Yeah. So black history is American history, mm -hmm. right? It's not separate. So why should it be taught separately? Why should it be allocated separately? We don't do American Indian History Month. We don't do uh, 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 Asian History Month. Yeah. We don't do Latin American Month. Yeah. So why do we have to make a special assessment just for uh, the, the, the black history when it all is American history? Teach it all the same and show the bad with the good. Mm -hmm. We can't just show the bad history with yeah. the good history. We have to talk about the bad stuff so we know we don't repeat it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's happening. You We're mean, repeating see. it. You feel like with the divisions and stuff, it kind of. Do you, you feel like it came out of like good intent? Correct. But it had a bad result, and then we just perpetuated this result, and then it just mm -hmm. made yep. things worse. Because now we've hit. I feel like we've hit the point where maybe it wouldn't be as useful as it was back mm -hmm. then, and now we're hitting the point where people are like, "Well, I haven't done anything really bad or overt, so how come they get their own?" Yeah. special time or yeah. day or their own special month mm -hmm. here but I haven't done anything yeah. you feel like it's an old thing now like it's time to phase that yeah, out yeah, exactly. and time to do something new so like so the whole movement of support black owned business uh, no how to support a small business as a whole yeah right that's if you want to you want to change the dynamic of the, of the economy celebrate all small businesses because what you're doing by saying the only shot black you feel like it's creating it, a divide? Not even a divide. Check this out. Black out your business, black out your profile, blah, blah, blah. What you're doing is you're perpetuating the very same thing that you're asking people to, re to stop. You want them to view you the same, but you're already... You're but you're isolating yourself. But you're asking to be treated... I want to be treated the same as everyone else. Watch me isolate myself and to be treated the I'm same. Because I'm sorry. Life doesn't say you, you deserve anything. Yeah. Life doesn't say you, you're the most... I said this the other day... And it just came to me. You're the most free the day you're born. Yeah. You start chipping away at your freedom of thought, of of, of, of creativity, of ambition, when you start allowing these societal influences to come into your heart. Into your heart. Mm -hmm. And it's taught. And that's what that's what that's where my whole entire mindset is. Don't tell me that I can't be this. Yeah. But I know the opportunity is there. Because like Samuel Jackson, if you know, seen his interview, and uh, the guy was I have the guy was I think the guy from Breitbart was was asking him. You know, what do you think? He's like, about racism? He's like, get over it. He said, me and you are both, there's a guy that talks British, like, um, on CNN. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. He said, I don't watch he any said, of this. me and you are proof of it. Mm -hmm. Me and you are proof that you can do whatever you want to do. And you put your mind to it. Oh, no, you were, you probably afforded it. He said, no, do you know how I grew up? He said, you know my great-grandmother was a slave? No. We are proof that you can do whatever you want. He said, I didn't vote for Obama, but he's proof that you can do whatever you want. Yeah. So what are we still what are you still fighting for? <laughs> yeah. What equality are we still fighting for? If you really want to make a change, get plugged into your community. Mm -hmm. Get get into a get into a position of influence to where you can now influence change, not to make the black culture more prominent, but make American culture as a whole equal. Instead of strengthening those lines and making one side of the line yeah. stronger than yeah. the other, yeah. just trying to get rid of the line and try and See, the blur. movie's trying to use the Sharpie when we're still using a pencil. Okay. Because the pencil can be erased. Yeah. 
it can be smeared, smeared into a to 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 a gradient. Yeah, a black a mar magic marker can't do that. So you trying to, and this just popped in my head. You can't go life promoting this thick black line because mm. what it does is you have no room for any other color mm -hmm. to be merged in black because black is all colors. Yeah, just like white is all colors. So how can you say that you're trying to be equal? You think you're trying to raise yourself up to a level. You're already telling yourself that you're superior, uh, inferior. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to elevate yourself to a certain bar, you're already telling yourself in your mind that you're inferior, that you got to work to get here. Yeah. So if you change the mindset, it's, no, I'm already on equal playing for it, so I don't have to do anything extra. Yeah. I don't have to. So if I'm already on equal playing for it, your mind has to be there. So the freedom in the mind starts with accepting that you are who you are and you're going to be who you want to be regardless of who says what. And if you get shut down, maybe it's because you weren't as qualified as the last person. Yeah. And I don't believe in just hiring people just because of their ethnicity. Oh, we need, oh, we, well, need we need this amount of percentage demographic. No, oh, I feel like that also super hurt. That, that I feel like that also hurt the communities as well. Because now they kind of turn into like, I feel like the two kids from the same yeah. class, different yep. color. Then one got accepted. I feel like it's a thing. Everything started with a good intention. But now it's outdated. Now it's actually causing damage. Yep. Because then we see the dropout rate actually goes higher because they came in because of you know race-based admissions, mm -hmm. and it's like, well, now that now that hurts. I feel like their argument even more. It's institution. It hurts the institution as a whole. Yeah. I mean, we can go on days. We can have talk about you know where did it all derive from with systemically with the drug war and and how that started breaking up families and demasculating the demasculinization of the of the family, taking men out of the house, but. But that's one side of it. But you also got to look at you got to be accountable for your actions, man. Yeah, at a certain I mean, point, you just got to accept the terms that you're given and just move. I mean, because if... I have a... And listen, I'm trying to be careful because I'm not trying to be insensitive, but if you're a drug dealer and you say you have no other option, no. Yeah. Because the same person that lived next door to you that you're a drug dealer from, they had the same opportunities you did. And yeah. they're not. Well, and there's also the difference between the the 10 to 12 year old who's doing drops for his cousin you know and doesn't know the difference between someone who is in their 20s and has been doing this for years and Correct. years and like knows what you know what you're doing at that point mm -hmm. yep. you know you're not it's you're not being controlled or influenced anymore or pressured into it you look at the baby boomers back in back when world war ii ended right nobody made excuses for themselves yeah there were just as amount of, just amount of, same amount of uh, black people that owned property as it was white people that owned property. Mm -hmm. Hence the reason why they had towns segregated. How can you have towns segregated if people didn't own property on both sides? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So people don't think on the next layer. They see the surface, they don't go to the next layer. So with that being said, when they, because the black schools had black teachers, da, da, da. Yeah. They had black principals, black, black owned businesses. So you can't say that during segregation was, was probably the most affluent in the most economically rich generation mm -hmm. for the black people. So where did that end? Once we started making excuses for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't do this because this is on me. Now back then, I didn't live it, but my mom and dad told me that there was people getting beat up and treated. My dad got caught half-breed all the time. Mm -hmm. So that's what my mom and dad did tell me. They told me about their experiences, but they never said that. Hey, listen, this is because I was, I didn't fail because I was black. I didn't do this because I was black. They said, this happened to me because they see me this way. But yeah. what I did was I punched him in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, but but I think if we look at it 
So I look at those experiences. My mom got to tell me it's ways to say, well, I'm never gonna let anybody ever have the ability to put me in that box. Yeah. I'm not. So, true story. My mom, from my mom and dad too. I grew my hair out. I'm gonna, show, I'm, gonna I'm gonna send you some pictures. I like how it. mine is today. Today's mullet day too. I, I can show you my picture out right here. Uh-huh. So my, my mom and dad, my um, my uh, I grew my hair out from eighth to twelfth grade. Yeah. Right. Long braids on purpose to show people that I can be whoever the heck I want to be and look however the heck I want to look. It's how I carry myself that matters, right? So, where's my... I think that's that's also my theory, too, is I think that's the reason why I, I kind of been doing so much ridiculous stuff, too, is because I feel like how I act and treat other people, too, they'll, um, they'll see that over... I mean, yeah. obviously, like we talked about before, dressing, societal yeah. norms. You still got to adhere to some of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and to your situation, you can't show up to an interview looking like a knucklehead and expect to get a job. Yeah. It's not because you're black, it's because you look like a knucklehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with it, race, creed, color. No. Now, it could be the way you're raised. Yes. My mom used to actually do a um, social working, helping people find. Yeah. And I can just, I can put whatever picture you uh, have yeah, and I'm put gonna, it up uh, on the video. But, um, that's where I, where and show I everyone. It. But that's one of the things, too, actually, is my mom came here. And she didn't come here, like, early. She wasn't, like, you know, born and then came here. My mom. Like, this is my crew. This is my, this is my crew. Uh-huh. What you don't see is his brother. He's, he's, he's a Bangladesh Hindu. Mm-hmm. Him and his brother. Uh, straight American. She's uh, Indian and uh, Italian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a uh, Native American Indian. And, you know, I'm, I'm a, a cut to mix. This is my crew. Yeah. Like, we didn't see color. Yeah. Like, we were... Friends, no, that's love a, each other. That's a very controversial statement right now. We Everyone, didn't see color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you, talk, yeah. you don't see color. You don't. Um, but it's funny because my mom came here, foreign. Um, I mean, yeah. she. It wasn't like she was born, came here early, had a chance to know. She came here straight, like finished yeah. college, had a little bit of a career, and then came here, and then she started working as one of those people who finds jobs for people her job coming here to the states was to find jobs for other people who were yeah. born here yeah. born and raised and my mom would tell me she gets so frustrated just because she's helping people who were born and raised here yeah find a job when she wasn't she still is learning the language like she says that there's ap chemistry <clears throat> I'm, I'm gonna send it to you that way if you need it yeah you wanna, oh, dang it AP chemistry class. Uh-huh. Is you with the long yeah, hair? Yeah, advanced placement chemistry. Mm. So, look at that picture. I got a bag, a baggy anorak on, like a pullover jacket on, yeah. a brown shirt, some baggy pants on, and we, we, I think I had boots on as well. Yeah, I got boots on. Even so, my, my friend Melissa's right there. Um, I'm the only, only bro in there, right? Yeah. But you think anyone would care about it? They see me as Jermaine. Yeah. They can care less. And I still talk to these people today. These, these are friends that I've had in high school. Christine Schneider, I went to, I've been in school with her since first grade. We've mm-hmm. always been Shapiro and Schneider. So we've always been next to each other in any kind of call list yeah. or any class list. She, we've been, um, uh, Michael Schwartz. I mean, I, I can go through every one of these. Mike Zarkady, uh, uh, M- M- Miranda, uh, that's uh, um, Klaus, that's uh, Brett Scarpa, um, Christine, I forgot her name. Diana Salida, um, that's Noel. I remember these guys, their names because 
we were friends. Yeah. It didn't matter anything else. So at a, at that level, if we could, if I could live life like that, then why can't I live like that, live like that now, right? Now you feel like people want you to change. You want, you want, you feel like people want you to change how you've been feeling. Because mm-hmm. now all of a sudden they want you to feel like that was somehow false or not true. This is my best friend in college, mm-hmm. Renee. Uh, um, uh, um, uh, oh, we're not Renee, Rachel, Rachel. Uh, uh, Ronnie, I'm sorry, Ronnie, Ronnie. My favorite best friend back home, I mean college. And my wife, we've been dating since freshman year high school. Yeah. Some people see that, oh, what's the, who's that girl? No, my wife knows that's my best friend. Yeah. I still have a blanket she gave me back in freshman year of college. Yeah. You know, and she's Jewish, redhead Jew. Yeah. Like, so, I, but I say that, only say that title because that's the only thing people know how to identify with, right? But I told myself the whole controversy that came with me this year is I'm going to stop calling people by a, a racial descriptive. Yeah. If I don't know their name, I'm like, man, I don't even know their name. Uh, I'll figure out their name and I'll let you know, but this person did this. I won't even go into describing who they are. I'll just start describing the situation and change I've, it. I've been on that same level too because... That's my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah. No, I, I've, I've been on that, that same train too for a while because I get, I feel weird when people start like describing like instantly to go into the race, which I get is super easy to do. These are my brothers. In. All three of them. All, all, all three of my brothers. This is my twin. <laughs> That's your twin? Yeah. My twin, my brother Charlie, my brother Delvin. All the same mom and dad. Uh-huh. All the same. He just looked like he got ate too many wonton noodles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but see, so so I make that joke. Is it's not a racist joke. Like we mm-hmm. see I think people take it too far as well. Like that's a joke we've had growing up because we all have high cheekbones. We have, we all have kind of you know more squintier eyes because my grandma both on both sides I have Indian in my family one Navajo yeah. and one Cherokee both in both of my family so we have the high cheekbones like my dad you can see high, extremely high cheekbones but I think that if we can laugh like I mean yeah you know what I mean if we can laugh at the pain not discrediting it we devalue it we take the power out of that like. There's times where, like, this time in my house, I say, I say, I say, nigga all the time. Mm-hmm. My boys don't know it's a bad word. No, not to other people not to say it. But I took the power out of the word to them. So when somebody said it to them, laugh. So if someone <laughs> says it to them, they don't. Yeah, I mean, they laugh. Yeah. No one's never said it to them because yeah. I'm gonna show you my boys here in a second. They never. I mean, I look ridiculous. <laughs> Those glasses are something. Yeah, yeah that was that was a, that was. A, <laughs> uh, but but, but those, that's, that was, they're not dreads, they're the actual braids. I yeah. actually did my braids every two weeks. But those are braids, but that's how it looked. But I was the AB student, honor yeah. roll, you know, uh, uh, student, student, student government. Um, and, and, now, did and, you, did you make, did you look like that just because it was like style and you liked the way you looked? Yes. Or did you do it just it was part of the hip hop. It was part of the hip hop culture back then. Okay, so. So it wasn't a racial thing, it was a part of the hip hop culture. Yeah. And I used to be a rapper back in the day. Um, me and my brothers used to be Christian rappers, but so that was the culture back in the day. Like this is my wife. That's my wife right there. She's yeah. In there. Okay. So it was a culture. It was a, it was a style. It was a fashion style. Yeah. You know, just like 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 right now, right in. I love the I love the long hair coming up, popping out the ears. My my, my boys do the same thing. Yeah. You know, so it's a cultural style, and people associate that with the race. Mm-hmm. When I think they need to keep it separate. Keep it separated. You know what I mean? And I think. 
as a people, like, for, I don't know, I don't know well, too much you, about the Filipino culture, but. Yeah, but you feel like so. A lot of people kind of, like, are, they associate style, but instead of just saying, oh, this is the style of the times or something like that, they say, well, that's a style of such and such community. That's a style yes. of such and such. It's like, I think sometimes people would say the same thing about Asians. They'd be nope. like, well, you're the, they say things like, oh, to like my cousins and stuff like oh well, you're the blackest asian or you dress oh black. yeah white is black guy yeah, yeah. They, they say that stuff all the time to them and to them they're just like i it's like no they're like yeah. i'm just dressing because i like these artists that mm -hmm. are currently out right now and they mm -hmm. dress like this so this is my this is my best friend josh mm -hmm. he's he's italian yeah right so this is who my son, first son is named after he passed away when he was 19 from brain cancer mm. my best friend we did everything together yeah right and he lived across the street from me. Yeah. So not I've never not that I've never known, known I, not that I ever thought you know racism or what have you, but that family, the Cabernet family, was the family that made me realize I could be whoever the heck I want to be. Yeah. My mom and dad instilled that in me too as well. But when I seen how they how they just genuinely love people uh -huh. and didn't care about anything, it made me realize. Shoot, I can go into business for myself right now. So yeah. I started start business at 15. Yeah. And I think for me, my mindset changed as far as, hey, you know the crab in a bucket mindset? Mm -hmm. You put one crab in a bucket, you probably can get out. Yeah. You put two in it, you probably less likely to get out. You put three or four, you're never getting out. Yeah. I don't believe in that mindset. I'm sorry, let me pray that. It's not that I don't believe in that mindset. That's not my mindset. That's just not your mindset. Yeah. And I had to change that last couple of weeks. Because I, because... I can't be insensitive to how people feel and think, right? Yeah. Everybody has their own mind and own journey. Mm -hmm. But my mindset in that crab bucket, I yeah. could be the one at the bottom. Everybody's stepping on it. But I'm going to make my way out. Yeah. And I'm not going to use anybody else to get out. And along the way, I'm not going to pull you down to get out. Because I might actually pull you up with me. Yeah. But I'm getting out of that bucket. So my, project, my real estate productivity coach, he told me, man, it's funny you say that because I went crabbing with my boys. We, we caught like four crabs. We brought them back. He has a pool. We brought them back. And we went in the house to get stuff ready to, to cook them. There were four crabs in the bucket. He came back, there was one. Hmm. He said, it totally changed my mindset. I said, dude, that's the perfect analogy of what I'm trying to say. Like, three of them got out, but one decided to stay. Yeah. Now, he probably could have got out of himself as well. But what influenced him or what fears were imposed on him to stay? Yeah. That's why I'm saying the black talk isn't good. Because you're putting somebody, making them stay in the same culture that's holding them back because the cultural mindset is, hey, listen, what was me? This is all systemic. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, systems do change, yeah. right? We have elected officials. We elect every all. We can change systems. We can change hearts. But you, you're not gonna like keep them sheltered from like the his the history. Oh no, no, no. we watch Soma. We watch. We watch all. The, see, that's one people. Mm -hmm. We watch everything: American history and uh, Black history. We watch it all. But you want them to know their history yes. the history but you don't want them to say you don't want to put them in a mindset that'll maybe keep history in a way repeating yep. or because your history doesn't have to be your identity yeah so like my wife's puerto rican taino, taino, taino indian mm -hmm. she has an uncle that's about my complexion her family thought it was dominican mm -hmm. until they thought it was black and it disowned us literally yeah up until like a year after we got married they started realizing what Jermaine is well, not like what everybody else 
is. Well, and that's interesting too because you just said they just owned you, but you you didn't let that. No. You didn't let that be like, okay, well, I guess the world is racist no. against me now. You're just no. like, okay, well, these are people with a mindset. They'll come around. Oh, actually, I want to come here and say something about that. You probably yeah. figure out my my microphone. Cause I, what time is it? Uh, twelve twenty-three. Yeah, that's it. We need to. Yeah, yeah. We'll see that. Probably hitting up our end of our time yeah, here. Yeah. But I want her to. I want her to chime in on that real quick. We're told to come out here because yeah. no. But see, that's that. But then, like I was talking to my cousin this morning, she opened my eyes a little bit. And see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I have a strong belief. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm not willing to understand, right? I'm understanding of. That's why the conversations are necessary. I had a, a conversation with my cousin, and, and she's like, you know, well, Jermaine, you're strong-minded, but you got to understand that not everybody else is strong-minded. Not everybody else is strong-willed. Because it's been beaten out of them. It's been been told that either never been shown hope or never understand what that leap looks like. That yeah. I can do my own thing. Um, and not everybody's an entrepreneur. Yeah. It takes a certain individual to be the entrepreneur. A certain kind of individual. The person that doesn't need somebody to tell them to get up in the morning. Yeah. Um, uh, let me see here. Let me tell them to come outside. But I think so. When my, my mother-in-law told me that I would never be out to anything and I'll mm-hmm. never be able to support my family. I took that as a challenge. It's okay. I love you to death. I love you to death. And I understand that you're frustrated or mad right now, but that's not going to be how. That's not going. That's not going to change how I feel about you. You can feel however you want about me, but that's not going to change how I feel about you. Still love you. Still care for you. So, that point on, I'm. I it was my point to kill her with kindness. And then she, the situation, a situation happened where she realized that wow, Jermaine is who he says he is. This is not a fake. This is not a fraud. Yeah. Because where I grew up, people were definitely either or and you didn't know who was right mm-hmm. so for for some people have to be situationally changed some people are innately ability, able to change over time yeah um just like evolution people as as animals evolve in the culture they're in the environment they're in that they change some people will die away because they're not willing to change hence where we're at mm-hmm. we're going to continue to die away as a people and continue to be able to not come together as a collective because we're so hard bent on our own opinion. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we were telling Kelly inside. It's like, yeah, my opinion matters. However, it's not the I'll, only opinion. Thank you. And now, and I have to, I have to say, I would be remiss if I had said I didn't believe that. I didn't believe that before. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I didn't believe it was opinion. I was so strongly willing, wanted to say my opinion, and yeah. I disregarded others, others' opinions. So as I'm maturing, mm-hmm. I'm learning to, hey, listen, maybe I need to gain some understanding because that gives me two things, a snapshot to their brain, mm-hmm. but also another way of looking at things. Well, and that's, I think, one of the reasons, too, why I love the podcast system, too, is because I think so many of my ideals and everything changed when I joined the Marine Corps. And left. Mm-hmm. Like, so many things I thought I was right and had strong opinions on, I was, you know, maybe I'm wrong yeah. now and I was right then, but mm-hmm. right now I feel like I was wrong then. And it's almost like addicting. I feel like once you're able to like change your opinion on how you strongly feel about something, you're all of a sudden able to open up like a whole new world. You didn't even know. Yeah, almost, yeah. It, it almost becomes like this thing of like, I want to change my opinion yeah. or I want to. Sometimes you, I, I know, I don't know about you, but like, I sometimes try and prove myself wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because, well, to me also. Or put yourself through a litmus test. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't want to. I don't want someone else to be honest to prove me wrong. At a certain point, you know, so I I'm like, bad, real bad. yeah, yeah, real quick, yeah, I'll cut it. We're good. All right. So I just so so so, so to kind of sum this all up. 
I mean, I think this is this is not the last conversation, man. I think yeah. I want to have you on the podcast to talk about it as well, and um, and really have this conversation ongoing, and then bring other people in. Well, because this isn't even something that can be solved, or something that can be fully discussed, and even a one to even no. I feel like even three hours isn't long enough for these conversations. No. But over time, we, we got to have them over time so that way we can fully understand where everyone's coming from. Because it's not fair for me to say, well, I feel like they're coming from this because yeah. the loudest the loudest people are saying this, so I it's should agree with voice. it. So well, why would I have a black talk with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, to be honest, they look like they could be related to, like, they look, they look more like my cousins. <laughs> I mean, I mean look, look, look. you think? <laughs> yeah. You know, so so it's like I don't want to confuse them. Now I do have experience with my oldest son when he was about, uh, I think, in, in third grade. He said, "Mommy, someone said, Daddy isn't my dad because he doesn't look like me. Why does Daddy? Why is Daddy darker than all of us?" Mm-hmm. So she explained, "Well, Daddy's ethnicity. She didn't say race. Mm-hmm. Daddy's ethnicity is this, and my ethnicity is this. So you know, when 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 you guys were born, you guys were made." <laughs> The, 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 the actually, we had to actually had a bird to be talked in. So, uh-huh. so so your your makeup is both of us, and genetically mm-hmm. you just came out lighter. You know, I see. He said you see Uncle Charlie, which is my brother Charlie, is real light, real light. Yeah. He's lighter than, than your dad as well. It's just how you're you're designed um, because of the ethnicities that you're made up of. Um, that's the talk you have. Yeah. Not because oh why did they say that? They, 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 no, you have now you're put, now you're making your, your kid feel bad for even asking the question because now you escalated to a situation where you're mad, mm. right? Instead of educating them on the facts, it's, it's what we're made of, right? And you just came out shades lighter. How God designed you, Yeah. right? It has no bearing on, on why do they say that. <laughs> and I think it's great the way you guys handle it because um, I was your son at one point where mm-hmm. people would ask me that question um, like, oh, is your mom even your real mom? Is yeah. she related to you? Because she's this short little Filipino woman mm-hmm. and you're this, you know, tall white kid. Mm-hmm. And people would ask me that. But if, to me, it didn't really, I didn't care too much. Yeah, yeah. So I never came home and said it. But sometimes people would ask my mom for, where's my real mom? Or like, where's... Wow, are you adopted? Or my adopted or something like that. Or sometimes... Um, this is how you perpetuate genuine love. That's yeah. That's what sounds like girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That's perpetuating genuine love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and that's the way it should be. It should be. But Across board, even if, if, if she was mm-hmm. a, a black girl, wouldn't care less. Yeah. Can care less. My mom, on the other hand, every one of my brothers, we didn't marry a black girl. She's totally devastated and upset. I said, why, mommy? You're not. You're not even... You know, and it's funny, too. My mom was upset because my first girlfriend was black <laughs> my first my first ever girlfriend was black and my mom was not very approving of it and i couldn't understand why and i was like mom like come on you know and her brother charlie his wife mm-hmm. she's half white half black mm-hmm. but 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 it's all of like i said 20 years from now man yeah and what'd your mom say though what'd your mom uh my mom said some pretty some words and i was like mom you, we can't say that and yeah. well to be honest i didn't know if it was an american thing or if it was a her thing or a generational thing yeah. mom said some things and i was like mom we can't say that in this country like this is these are not terms you're i was like you cannot describe someone what you need to do that. is go back to your mom now so more far years removed since this came up mom something i've been thinking about 
where did that thought come from when you said this to me? Mm-hmm. I'm not mad. I mean, what have you? I'm trying to gain understanding. Like, is it is it cultural? Is it is it, is, it, is it passed down? What made you what made you come to that conclusion that that was what it was? So I can gain some understanding at the bigger picture of all this, thirty thousand yeah. feet. You know what I mean? Well, and I've sat back and I've done some analyze. I think it also came from like you said. You don't want your kids if something bad racist and they get discriminated. You don't want them to take it as a place of well now I'm just gonna it perpetuates. I think what it came from because I did have that talk with my mom because yeah. now my mom's more where you are how yeah. you're talking, but my mom growing up I mean she's talking about all the racist things people would say or do to her and would yeah. hold on to that to the point where she would then make some comments about. Yeah about them or even some of my friends mm-hmm. or their parents and then she would sometimes start blaming she'd be like well they're they're chinese and they don't like me because i'm filipino or what? and they, they my mom would use excuses i don't say ex- i mean sure i mean yeah. they were maybe also older and maybe mm-hmm. there was some stuff you know because that's a generation exactly much before us but look what generation you grew up in though she, gen- yeah. she grew up in a generation where NWA, Snoop Dogg, yeah. PM, uh, well no she grew up before that generation even hit well you're right you're right, you're right. Yeah. how are you now Oh, I'm 25. So my, yeah, yeah, but my yeah, mom was right. born like right. early, like 62. So yeah, you're know, right. And she also grew up Philippines. So I don't know what 70s, 80s Philippines looked like. I mean, but growing but, up. So I think, like for instance, if you were 80s, if you're a, a parent in 80s, mm-hmm. what was going on there? Even if you look like a hippie, like you ever seen the movie uh, Remember the Titans? No, I've never actually sat down and watched the movie. Uh, start but, to end but the, the the blonde hair dude sunshine yeah he even got the bad rap because he was a hippie he yeah like a hippie so he got the bad rap as well just as much as the african-americans got oh i, I still get comments about my hair so, i get told all the time i need to look more professional i need a business cut and i this man i won't that's nonsense like i told you before i sell real estate like this every single day yeah i people, sell real estate like this every day like actually i used <laughs> to wear a blazer Jean, like Avery dress. I used to dress just like Avery does. Yeah. And Avery looks good, by the way. If Avery looks... But me being the person that I am, too strong. Yeah. And and for me, that same thing is I don't... You're tall. So you you dress up in a suit. When I first met you, you used to wear suits. I think when you first met me, I was wearing... I only wore them at closings. Okay, gotcha. I would only ever wear them at a closing because we take the picture. And, I mean, I didn't want to walk into someone... I I used to to wear... Yeah, you lost a lot of weight, dude. I did. uh, 60 pounds. (laughs) Good for you. But but I stopped doing that because so many people told me, because that's not who I was. I, I did that because people told me, as yeah. a realtor, I got to dress up like this. Yeah. That's what people said. Well, well, I did the same thing, too, for a while. You yeah, know what I mean? you're right. Because <laughs> I saw other people, and I was like, well, maybe I should dress a little nicer coming into the closing and taking the picture. Mm-hmm. But I stopped it. I was like, you know what? I, well, I'm going to start the transaction, the relationship, everything dressed like this. I'm going to end it like this. Why would I ch- why, why? How come at the end for a photo op, I'm going to change everything on them like you're like who's this guy yeah you know so but check this out it's part of my i head. still shower before i go in isn't that the same thing same thing that happened in society yeah we're told we have to act think walk dress like some certain mm-hmm. way and then to realize like no i don't and you start having your own mind and you know what i'm actually coming to this realization too the point reason why you won't have to talk with your kids it's kind of the same reason why if my kids want to start a business, yeah. I would never in a million years yeah. tell them you need to dress nope. or look this way because nope. I I'm almost, I think I'm almost to the point where I'm like obnoxious about mm-hmm. how I've been doing it. But that's because I, I, to me, I didn't like the fact that I had to get told you have to have a haircut. You have to look mm-hmm. like this. You have to dress like this. Yeah. 
No, I can look put together in yes. shorts, a fun shirt, and exactly. flip flops. If I show up just not smelling, yeah, 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 I can still sell. You know, it's personality. See, it's personality. So uh, look, look at my son. That's my oldest son. Yeah, blonde hair. He, I mm-hmm. mean, so there's no reason for me to give him a black. Yeah. So um, but so that just popped in my head when when we both got into real estate, we were told this how you. I got my first headshots with Trisha and and everything else and uh. And then you learn. Yes. It's just not quite the truth. No, all this, all this. Like, like, listen, Danielle does her thing. She, 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 she dressed the way she wants to dress. I ain't going to knock her. Um, well, yeah, she dresses good. Yeah, but yeah. not to say you have to dress no, down. No, you or, can. Or you should dress up, but dress how you want to dress. And be confident with that. And this is how I want to dress. This is how... Oh, I don't really actually like my hair. That's why I'm cutting it today. It's gotten a little a little far. But, you know, I grew it out because I wanted to, yep. you know? I wanted to do something I've never done before. And I, I kind of like, got sick and tired of... Yeah. I did lose all the weight. Gosh. Wow. I haven't seen that picture in a long time. <laughs> oh, my God. My face is huge. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, I, that's how I dress. Yeah. And there's, not, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing bad. No. But I always, I think it's like, like I, I'm on, like, those real estate mastermind groups, and someone mm. was talking about, like, suits. I was like, don't wear a suit because you feel like you have to wear a suit. Wear a suit because you like it. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. like to. You like the way it feels. You like the fabric. You just, if you feel more confident in it, wear it i'll be honest i actually feel less confident wearing suits and stuff i don't know why yeah but i that's why i stopped them i i think i think i'm just not a conformist yeah, yeah <laughs> I, i'm the same way too you know i'm just not a conformist so don't tell me what i have to do yeah i'll i'll assess it and see if it's something that i can i can i can get something from but you blankly tell me i ha- i'm dead naturally gonna op- resist it well and this is a conversation because we need to wrap it up soon but yeah. it's kind of like when it came to like marketing and media and stuff oh, gosh. people tell me they ask me they're like hey well i want to do a funny video like you i'm like well let's figure it out are you funny yeah <laughs> are you if you're not funny let's not waste our time because people know it's fake nope. if you're i'm like listen if you're smarter than me yeah then you're smarter than yeah. me let's put out educational stuff i don't classify myself yeah. as a smart person yeah, yeah 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 yeah. you know i just know i know i can get a laugh yeah, yeah. so i'm gonna I'm a keep getting laughs but see for me like I've done marketing video my whole entire life. I can do it in my sleep. The fact that the notion that everybody thinks they can pick up a camera and do it, I try to tell people, listen, if that's don't do it just because it's it's an avenue you can drive down. Yeah. You know, make it intentional. If not, well, for being uh, it's the only reason why I got into real estate was because I needed marketing experience. I mean, I only got in real estate because I was doing the marketing for all the agents already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was shooting 30, 40, 30 for thirty some agents in town because yeah. before I got here. No one was really on a high level doing real estate marketing. Yeah. This is 10 years ago. And it wasn't until Kim Oliver from from from, Kate, uh, from Remax, that's where I started with her, before she linked up with Greg. Um, I was doing her marketing, and her, that came into a bunch of other marketing. I was shooting like 30, 30 agents in town. And I was like, you know what? Let me start selling the houses myself. You know what I mean? Instead of doing all the marketing, doing all the work. Yeah. I mean, that's, what, that's what getting stuff sold. I said, let me jump into real estate. So I left my corporate job at AT&T mm-hmm. and jumped into real estate full, full stem six years ago. But then I realized I had to take a step back from marketing because I can't do them both full force. Yeah. So I hired a guy uh, to do all the marketing stuff for me. Um, but I quickly realized, like, all right, well, being that I started that trend, now everybody's doing it themselves. So I said, all right, well, the, the, the market wasn't there when I first moved here. Now it's there. So let me scale back, and I can now do when I want to just creatively yeah. have fun. I don't have to do it as a, as a career anymore. And I can just do it for fun for people. Like I just shot a drone, shot downtown over on the other side of the bridge over there. Yeah. For a Wendy Thompson, something like that. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed myself. 
I well, that's like my thing. I love the Foodie Friday thing because I just have so much fun filming and yeah. doing it, editing. I love putting it oh, together. So doing, I, know you, I know you were doing Foodie Friday. I know that was you shooting it. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's been me that, nice. I mean, I, I love Jenna it. Jenna Burkhardt, yeah, yeah. Because I, I can put my spin it because everyone's an artist when it comes to this industry, too. And that's why, because my mine is like, you come to me, you're going to get humorous yeah, 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 yeah. content. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it's going to be. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to be able to make you look like you're um, yeah. a high roller mm-hmm. and a yeah. sweet look like yeah. that. But I can take some of your stuff, put it together, and get laughs like out of people. Unique. Yeah, sure. You sure, know? Sure. So for me, just because of my production background, I'm very on like the, the technique details, stuff like that. So yeah. I, I cultivate things that way. This is just, that's my niche, right? Yeah. And everybody has their own niche. And so like, I would never discredit or knock down from, especially as an artist. Like, that's, yeah. I think, honestly, I think that's why I'm so open minded to everything mm-hmm. because I am an artist. Yeah, with freedom in my thoughts, in my in my mind, I'm, I'm very. It comes very stereotypical, but that is what it is. It, that's, you, the, that's the reality of art. Do you know uh, Matthew Sanchez? Matthew, so he does a lot of photography, and he's yeah. also another realtor, but he yeah. likes photography. Yeah. I so I, I was like, you know, a realtor, sporting realtor. Yeah. Like, I was like, hey, dude, you want to come shoot for me for the podcast yeah. and stuff like that? And he's like, yeah, sure. He's like, what do you want? I was like, dude, I was like, you're the artist. Yeah, you, do, do what you do. You do what you feel right. Yeah. I'm gonna give you like, there's only two shots I really want, yeah. and then everything else have at it a creative and, and it's like creative liberty and i'll pay you nice. and i was like that is just you know yeah. last yeah. thing you want to do as an artist is be told yeah. be told how to do your art you just want and to know what's the message yep i just thought about that maybe yeah. that's maybe that's why I, maybe that's why i am the way i am non-conforming because art is not conforming yeah oh i mean i've always told myself growing up i was like, <laughs> me an artist like my grandma i was yeah, like yeah, yeah. and the fact that i'm doing it now is do that you know <laughs> that that puts a new because per- listen you know things about yourself but until you hear somebody else say it in that light, in a different light, yeah. like, well, no, maybe that is the why, reason why. And that puts a lot of understanding for myself is the way I see the world. Yeah. I don't see, co- artists, don't, they only see the color that they want to paint. Yeah. They only see the the, 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 the the painting they're doing right then. They don't yeah. see it as a, oh my gosh. That's a, no, everything's beautiful. Yeah. Everything can be used for creativity. Like I can right now, even though it's hazy, I can use that haziness right now as a, a story to tell. Yeah. Right, I mean, I see that, and I see now that how that water is flat right there, but the other part of it is, is, is moving and calm, not calm. I yeah. can use that, the imperfections in people mm-hmm. and in nature, I can use that as a good thing. And we're all storytellers. That's all I'm at the end of the day. It's how we want to tell the story. Like, like nice cameras are nice. Yeah. The quality yeah. and editing, that yeah. Yeah. that's obviously, you need it. Yeah. But we got to look at the bones, and to me, the bones is always in the writing. Now, it doesn't have to be on paper, yeah, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The message, what yes. we want to put out yes. there, what story are we telling the world? Yes. Yes. But yes. all right, man, we'll have to do. We'll have to do a yeah, few we'll do more. Again, of these. We'll do it again, man. All right, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. All right, uh, all right. Have a good one, everybody. Take it easy. Love is love. Love is love. Adios.